Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. We are back. Uh, took a little bit of a two-month hiatus. You know, as Aaron Rodgers says, you know, taking his, you know, week uh, trip without a phone, you know, his darkness retreat. So that's what RMT was at, was a darkness retreat the last couple months. Uh, sometimes you just got, you know, when you do a podcast for a while, you got to take a little break a little break in the action, don't want to force it, don't like to force a pod. Um, a pod, you know, is supposed to be something you do because you enjoy it, which I do, and sometimes you feel like, you know what, I need to take a step back. Um, but we were waiting for a spark, and we got one. The Northwestern Wildcats, my team, my dad's Albert Modern, uh, we've been waiting our whole lives for a win like we got on Sunday against Purdue, against the number one team in the country, getting it done. We were 0-18 all-time, going up against the number one. Uh, lost 10 straight years to Purdue. So what a win for the Cats on Sunday to continue their historic run towards the NCAA tournament. Might have punched our ticket on Sunday. Never no-no with the committee. So probably some work to still be done. So we'll be going into the Wildcats. Big Wildcats segment today uh, on the pod. Don't know if we've ever really had a big Wildcats segment on the podcast. So excited for that. We also have some unfinished business to attend with the Fickner Cup. I think there was like the championship week segment still to be, you know, produced. Uh, and here we have it today. Uh, we have a champion uh, in Fickner land. I know it's two months delayed, but never too late to finish up some fantasy news. Uh, so, so we'll be diving into uh, the last few weeks uh, of the Fickner uh, League of Champions and explain to you what unfolded uh, at the end of this year's league. A lot of drama, actually. A lot of drama in this year's fantasy uh, with, you know, the DeMar Hamlin news uh, on the Bills with that one game against the Bengals going out, postponing the game. That was, you know, unfortunately, of course, had to be during, you know, the championship week of fantasy, which, yeah, unimportant. You know, with with that being said, but at the same time, business needs to be finished. So we'll dive into how that played out at the end. Uh, let's get after it. Let's fucking go. So before I get any further, uh, I think I owe owe the audience uh, a wildcat rar. Rawr, 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 rawr. All right, that should have been the first thing I did. Uh, I think to open up the podcast, um, but. That being said, I don't think I mentioned as well that me and Bill and Jenny, so me and my parents, were in attendance for the Wildcats game on Sunday. Uh, Bill, before the season, bought one of those like four-game season ticket packages. Really nice seats, too. Um, pretty much, you know, 10 rows back from the floor. Now, now Rush, you know, Welsh Ryan, granted, being that it's a new stadium, uh, still small, right, compared to you know, all the other gyms in the Big Ten. Um, but honestly, that makes it even more of a cool experience uh, with how big the student section was on Sunday. I've never seen that stadium rocking the way it was on Sunday. And I've been going to Wildcat games for 10 years at least, 15 years, right? And who even knows how long my dad's been going to the stadium uh, for, you know, I mean, he's been going to games for 40 years. Right, And I can tell you when he was in school, the atmosphere, or even you know, 30 years after he went to school, was not how it was on Sunday. Um, the Wildcats knew they had an opportunity um, you know, to prove themselves. You know, even before Sunday's game, you know, being 8-5 and five in the Big Ten, already an accomplishment uh, for the Northwestern, already on their way you know, to potentially punching their ticket in the NCAA tournament, like early, you know, not just like, we're on the bubble. We have to wait for the selection show. No, like we could, you know, we're on path to secure 
our bid early enough and prepare for the tournament. Um, so Sunday, Northwestern knew, even though they're 8-5, they have a tough schedule coming up, right? They, they played Purdue on Sunday. They're at or they're home against number 14, Indiana, on Wednesday, who we already played earlier this year. Um, so Indiana, you know, who in which we beat at Indiana. So they're going to come back for a revenge game. Um, we got Iowa at home on Sunday. Already lost at Iowa earlier this year. That would be a big game. At U of I next week. At Maryland, who hasn't lost at home yet. Um, and then home against Penn State at Rutgers. Always a tough place to play. So Northwestern knows it's like, hey, we're 8-5 and five right now. We just came off a win at Ohio State. Let me be very clear here. We are in unprecedented territory for Northwestern. Um, going into that Purdue game on Sunday, let me just give you a backtrack here. Um, Northwestern this year has beaten Michigan State at Michigan State, Indiana at Indiana, uh, U of I at home. All right. Uh, so those are already like three schools that they are four schools, you know, that they never beat at the same time in regular season. So this is like the first time I think ever that they've won at Michigan State, uh, at Indiana. Uh, in, in the same season. And I think I'm – oh, and Ohio State. There's no way that they've ever beaten all, all three of those teams on the road in one season. Um, beating Ohio State on Thursday, even though, yes, they are, you know, they've totally collapsed their season. I did not expect, I did not expect them to be second to last in the Big Ten with, you know, right in front of the Gophers. Um, but I did not, you know, despite those stats, Northwestern has won two of its, like, previous 39 meetings in Columbus. You know, dating back to like, you know, I don't think they've had, you know, a win at Ohio State in, you know, I don't even know the last time they've won in Columbus. And granted, you know, as I said, 39, 39 appearances in Columbus, they've won two. Uh, so that dates back to the 1900s, right? I, you know, I, Northwestern is at a point right now where, uh, going into this Sunday game versus Purdue, they know that if we can win this game against Purdue, beat the number one team, um, that's going to put us on the map for real. Because people are still doubting. Mean, you know oh, Wisconsin is the other team. Wisconsin. They've beaten Wisconsin twice this season. Once at home, once on the road. I, I don't think they've ever – I don't think they've sweeped the season. I mean, they've had another, you know, sequence against Wisconsin where they've, you know, ha- haven't beat Wisconsin in seven straight appearances. They definitely haven't – you know, their stats at Wisconsin the last 20 years, probably the same as Ohio State. So every time Northwestern wins a game, it's like you, you get these big stats where they haven't won in X amount of years. So you're like, oh, my God, this is just – it's happening. And so um, Wisconsin, you know, going into the, you know, last week to, against Wisconsin. So we were home against Wisconsin. We already – or we were on the road against Wisconsin. We already beat them once. Um, still, people are still having like Northwestern barely ahead of the Badgers. Right, who are also kind of, I mean, they're still alive for NCAA tournament, um, but they're definitely having, you know, a more of a down year, at least during, the, you know, this time period in the Big Ten. Um, so we had to win at Wisconsin last Sunday. It was a backbreaker for the, for the Badgers. You know, up one, 20 seconds, the Cats get filed, hit two free throws, win the game, get a stop. North, 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 Northwestern must have got four or five big stops at the end of the game when they were only up one point. So Cats put themselves ahead of the Badgers. Then winning at Ohio State, right? We're 7-5 and five in the Big Ten. We're five-point underdogs at Ohio State, and it's still a game that people are saying that the Cats need to win. We take care of business at Ohio State, 8-5. and five. Now, here's Purdue. Um, here, he, here's the task where it's like, if you can win this game, right, that will, you know, that will put you on the map, right? Because people are still not buying the Northwestern Wildcats. Um, so the Cats on Sunday, being down by eight points, with 3:50 to go, I can safely say uh, I was a little nervous. You know, I wasn't. I was. I was. It was not the easiest time to be a Cats fan. Purdue fans around me the whole game, around us, you know, around me, and my parents, I'm chirping the whole game. If I hear boiler up one more time, I mean, I've really learned to hate Purdue. I never really had that much of a thing against them until I really learned what their fan base was. Um, so Nor- Northwestern, right? Never usually has a huge fan base for when you're playing another big, big 10 team. Um, you know, we're definitely a smaller fan base. So usually there's more away fans than home fans. Um, so this year, getting to go to three of the games, right? Seeing the fans leave early each time, 
might have been the most satisfactory thing I've ever seen. Um, so when the Cats came back at, at the end of this game, um, and the place is going, I've never, the, 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 uh, the electricity in this Welsh Ryan Arena is undescribable. When, when someone asks you, why do you watch sports, you know, as much as I do, right? It's for that moment right there. You know, I've been watching Northwestern my whole life. Uh, and, 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 and that's not because, you know, I'm trying to get you to feel sorry for me. It's, I love the sport. And you, and you watch sports to wait for moments like there were on Sunday with, you know, with the impossible happening. If Northwestern can come back versus Purdue by eight and win by six against the number one team in the country, I think anything is possible. So when you sit here and ask me why I watch sports, that's why I do. Have that feeling that me and my family felt on Sunday is a feeling that, you know, you will cherish for the rest of your life. I don't even know how to describe what we felt. We don't even, I, I think I'm still in disbelief that we actually won that game. Um, but I'm so happy for, you know, Chris Collins, the coach for the Cats. Um, you know, true inspiration. You know, been there for 10 years. P- people said he was on the hot seat this year, right? He's truly built this program from nothing. Um, being an assistant coach at Duke under Krzyzewski, you know, having your dad be uh, Doug Collins, an NBA coach, for, you know, being an NBA executive, uh, you know, for a long time. People know, pe- people know, you know, the Collins family. So I, I think Chris Collins not having any, you know, Having, being in the NCAA tournament once, yes, seven years ago was, you know, he proved something. But, you know, people look for results. Uh, and as a coach, I think you you cherish, you know, those wins. You, him and his son had an awesome, you know, his son's one of the managers on the team. They were both pretty much crying in the interview because, you know, people right off this team, you know, people predicted Northwestern to finish 13th in the conference, right? And here we are at number two, tied, tied at number two, with Indiana, so huge game uh, tomorrow night versus the Hoosiers. But going in with great spirits because you know what, this could have been a week where if you lose to Ohio State and lose to Purdue, you're seven and seven in the Big Ten. This becomes a must win tomorrow. Um, it's definitely not a must win for the Cats. Yes, we would love it. You know, we're going in with expectations to get the W. Um, two wins against the Hoosiers uh, would just be I don't even know, you know, what what I would tell you, but. I will say that I think you know, when you win these big games, it takes the pressure off for the next big game because you put yourself in position uh, to not be on the hot seat. Get, you, get yourself some air to breathe. Northwestern is here, and you know after that game on Sunday, you know that was essentially my Super Bowl. All right, uh, but after that win, you feel like, well, what's next, right? Is you want it's like you want that feeling again, uh, and, and who knows if we will get it, you know. Northwestern is one of those teams where, you know, I think that if if they can get some momentum going into the tournament, right, now you start thinking, I mean, they were projected like 11 seed for a while. Now all of a sudden the people are, are projecting them a six seed, you know, with that defense that they have, uh, you know, a, a top defense in the country. Um, who knows if they get a favorable draw, what they can do. But you can't really think ahead, right? It's one game at a time. It's Indiana on Wednesday. Iowa on Sunday, right? You got to go one game at a time, you know, up until the Big Ten tourney. Because if you start thinking ahead, that's what teams do. You can't think ahead in this league. You got to take every game like it's a championship. Um, and, and and that's my advice for for you as a sports fan is if you're watching your team, right? There 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 can only be one winner at the end of the season, right? So you have to cherish each game like it is your championship, right? You you take each win, you take each loss, and you got to battle back. You got to come back the next day, right? If I were to sit here and tell you that it's taken, it was going to take 15 years to see Northwestern get a big win like this, all right, I won't even know what to tell you. But here we are. Um, that's why you watch this. You know, watch the game. That's why we love basketball. Go Cats! Love to see you guys get it done against the Hoosiers on Wednesday. We're coming for you, Holman. So I feel obligated to talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things that you're like required to watch. You know, especially as an avid sports watcher, uh, which in this year, the Chiefs-Eagles was a good matchup. You know, the last couple of years, like, you know, Rams-Bengals uh, was, you know, a good game, but kind of gross. Uh, didn't really care for either team. Chiefs-Eagles, I can get, you know, I can get behind. Um, and then, you know, the year before that was Chiefs-Bucks, awful game. Uh, rode the Chiefs into hell uh, with Tom Brady, you know, waiting on the other side. So it was, it was a good year. 
uh, to root for points as well. I should have just taken the over of the game. Would have been easy. Um, but I did roll with the Chiefs. I think I got every NFL game wrong in the playoffs before that game. So, you know, this was like my chance to like make amends with the football gods. Chiefs or Eagles. Uh, and, and I had to ride with the Chiefs. You know, getting Pat Mahomes at plus money uh, is uh, – I, I feel like it's non-negotiable. Like, you don't get that many opportunities to bet on the Chiefs when they're underdogs, quote-unquote. So I, so I was fine losing my money on that. Um, and so, you know, being down 10 at halftime, thought to myself, you know, what? how else can I get involved in this game? Chiefs live line plus 290. What does Big Rids do? What does RMT do? He hops aboard. Uh, so we had the plus 100 money line and the plus 290 money line at halftime. Cash, cash. Chiefs, great second half. Pretty much dominated since they got the, you know, it was great that they got the ball at half. Um, they drove down the field. Pacheco, I think, was honestly a game changer. That man is a beast. Um, and ultimately, Chiefs defense, you know, just good enough to get by the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles offense is a juggernaut, right? You're not going to stop them. Um, which no one can prove to stop them all season. So you had to score enough points, get a couple stops, uh, and that, that's what the Chiefs did. Not allowing a sack for Pat Mahomes is unreal. Um, what a good job of the offensive line. Uh, and then I haven't even talked about Mahomes yet. I mean, that guy's pretty much you know playing. I mean, he had two weeks off you know, in between uh, the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl, so that was huge. But he still was like hobbling around. He was still running. He had his most rush yards he did all season because of that big run at, at the end of the Super Bowl. I mean, he put his life on the line this game. Um, can't say enough about Andy Reid and the coaching. Uh, they are the Golden State Warriors of football. I mean, when they, they are consistently it, – it's unreal what they've done. I mean, they've made the AFC Championship five straight years, going to the Super Bowl three of those times. I mean, Patty Mahomes is a fucking legend, uh, whether you like it or not. Uh, and I think the Eagles are going to be right back. Um, I think the Eagles are that good uh, that they can go right back to Super Bowl next year. Now, they, they did just lose their offensive and defensive coordinator, which, you know, not the best thing that they want to happen the day after the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, with players like Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, receivers, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, I mean, they, th- that offensive and defensive line, they're going to be back. Um, and so, But the Chiefs needed this one. Honestly, more than the Eagles. I mean, people were talking shit. Uh, when Joe Burrow was in town, I mean, they this was a legacy season for Mahomes. You you could not lose to Joe Burrow again, uh, and you had to get it done against Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl, which he did, uh, making that two Super Bowls for Mahomes out of three, uh, two Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, Patty Mahomes is a solidified goat as of right now, but still work to be done. They asked him at, at the end, "Are you guys a dynasty?" He says they're not done. Let's see how far him and Kelsey can take it. Um, you know, for once, you know, being on the right side of like that dynasty team, usually I go against them, but you know, happy to be on the right side, this Super Bowl. um, excited to see what the chiefs can bring for the next five years. I want to get into some sports betting, uh, on today's show. Uh, I'm thinking about, uh, no, well, I'm not thinking, I'm telling you that we're going to be adding more of a sports betting you know, segment on this podcast. I mean, I've done my picks of the day before. Um, but, you know, I want to not only tell you my picks, but just, you know, go around the league and give you my thoughts on certain games, even if I'm not betting on them. I mean, I'm a big better, you know, along with my friend group. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not just about, you know, just because we watch sports. Sports betting is a different, you know, kind of game. Um, but it it is fun. I think sports betting is so popular right now. Um, everyone's into it that, it's only fair that on the real me that we will be giving you the best insights uh, on games, especially right now. I mean, college basketball in its peak. Uh, NBA about to hop in the All Star break, going to be getting heated up uh, going into the second half of the year. Um, so this is the best time of the year for sports. Uh, we got we got MLB spring training all of a sudden coming back. Um, so this is an exciting time to be a sports fan. Uh, but let's get into it. Um, we're going to hit the college basketball slate up. Uh, tonight um, and I'm going to go tell you I'm only betting one game here uh, and that's and and that's Wisconsin Moneyline uh, tonight uh, they played eight o'clock against Michigan uh, Wisconsin currently minus one I'm taking the money line at minus 120 uh, 
Michigan this year, just coming off a tough loss to the Hoosiers, uh, have been playing better basketball of late, uh, winning their last three out of four uh, against Northwestern, Ohio State, Nebraska, all getting wins, L- losing to the Hoosiers by one um, at home. So it was a tough game for for Michigan. They Both teams right now, Michigan 14-11 and the Hoosiers 14-10, both, both really need a win. Um, but let me tell you why the why Wisconsin's going to get it done tonight. Um, losing their last two at home versus Northwestern and U of I, I can never tell you a time where I've seen the Badgers lose three games in a row at home. I don't think it can be done, and I don't think it will be done. I think the Badgers, you know, getting a win at Penn State in overtime on the road, then losing at Nebraska in overtime, who's been playing better ball as of late, um, they're desperate for a win. Uh, they, they're, they're currently at home this year, um, seven and you know seven and four. They're currently you know losing two games in a row, so they were seven and two. Um, but as favorites, right? They're they're nine and one uh, against uh, or you know straight up, uh, and Michigan as underdogs two and eight. This year, um, you know, coming into this matchup, so Michigan not, does not play well as the underdog. Uh, Wisconsin does play well as a favorite. Sorry, nine and three as a favorite, seven and four at, at home as a favorite. Michigan one and eight as an underdog, two and four on the road. Uh, so I mean, this is Wisconsin's game for the team. This this is Wisconsin season. You you're getting them at, at a little bit more. You know. You put a little bit more juice on Wisconsin. Um, I mean, you can take the minus one if you want for minus one ten. That's also I would take that. Um, but I don't like to mess with that because that just feels like I would hate for you know Wisconsin to be up four, Michigan bangs a three when it doesn't matter, lose by one, and then you push. Um, so I love the Badgers at home tonight. I think it's going to be an unbelievable crowd going up against Michigan, who I feel like they always come to play against. Uh, looking back, it's a pretty even series. Um, both teams two and two in their last four. Um, so, but Michigan winning, uh, uh, both games in the, in the regular season last year, Wisconsin winning in the tournament against them last year. So w- w- Wisconsin's due for a Michigan win. I'm taking the Badgers tonight. Love them. Love them. Love them. Put them a 40 spot on them, putting a 40 to win 33 on the Badgers. Usually my units are 10 or 20, uh, but we're feeling confident in the Badgers tonight. Um, so Wisconsin minus 120, 40 buckaroonies. Um, love the Badgers at home. Uh, going else around the league tonight, uh, Creighton at Providence. Now, I have a crazy futures parlay out there right now. I had the Chiefs, you know, at plus one hundred five. So I took them like a week before once they're in the Super Bowl. So I had to throw in them in the futures. I had the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, at plus twenty five hundred to win the finals. Uh, Creighton at plus thirty five hundred to win the NCAA championship. I love Creighton. Um, and then, and then we had the Toronto Blue Jays to win the MLB uh, World Series next year or, you know, this upcoming season, and then the Alabama Crimson Tide to win the NCAA football championship next season. Uh, I think it was – I put, like, $1 to win 200 k um, So the Chiefs are crossed off. Creighton and the Cavaliers are next. Um, but let's go into this Creighton team. Winning their last eight in a row, going up against a Providence team. Uh, I would stay away from this matchup here. I love Creighton, so I'm biased here. Um, but I don't love the value minus one and a half on the road at Providence, who are damn good this year. Um, I think Creighton's won the last. Let's see what they've won. Won the last two matchups against Providence. Um, Providence currently losing their last two out of three. Um, I I like Providence, you know, plus the points at home. I think you can't take that. I mean, you have to understand that college basketball on the road is so hard. I'm playing another team's home environment. Providence going to be, I guarantee, a huge crowd there tonight. Creighton's been, as I said, they've won eight in a row. Tough to keep winning every game. Um, so I'm personally staying away because I would let my bias get, you know, ahead of me, and I would probably take Creighton. So I would take, but I would take Providence though. I take the plus one and a half uh, at home. Um, I think that it's tough to play at at Providence's home stadium. Um, especially, you know, Ed Cooley has the boys in order. Um, so I, I'd lean Providence there. At, at, as I said, not touching it, though. Um, Missouri at Auburn. Another interesting game here. 
Auburn minus six and a half at home against the Missouri team, uh, who just beat uh, Tennessee on a on a half court buzzer beater. I don't know if you guys have seen Tennessee lately, but they just lost two two buzzer beaters in a row last week, both being up two. Vanderbilt hitting a game winning three, and it's now Mizzou. So Tennessee down bad right now. Um, but we're we're not talking about Tennessee here. We're talking about Mizzou. Um, you know. Everything tells me to take Missouri plus six and a half. Like, why are they plus six and a half? But Auburn losing three in a row, being at home. Um, I don't like the spread here. Um, if anything, I would take Auburn money line in a parlay. Um, that's what I would do. So I would not take the spread. If, if you take the spread, honestly, lean Mizzou. Six, six and a half is a lot of points. Uh, but like I said, s- s- something feels fishy here. Um, I don't, you know, I feel like an idiot taking Auburn spread and losing to Mizzou. Um, I think the safe thing here is to take Auburn. I think Auburn does get it done tonight. Um, Mizzou, 19-6. and six. As I said, it's hard to keep winning in this league. Um, what's another? NC State at Syracuse. This, man, there are some sweaty games today. NC State plus one and a half on the road. Um, Syracuse, you know, continuing to impress me a little bit here. NC State now, before I get into Syracuse, NC State 20-6, and six, having their best season in God knows when. Um, but Syracuse, right when people think, you know, right when people leave them off, right? They've won two in a row at Boston College, at Florida State. Not easy wins. Um, but they have won the last four against NC State. Um, tough for me to go against NC State in this matchup here. I think they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. As I said, they've lost four in a row, you know, against Syracuse. Syracuse has been good, but they're not that impressive. Um, I like NC State plus one and a half on the road here. I think that's good value um, for the Wolf Pack. Uh, I, I, I think they're playing some really good ball right now. Syracuse, like I said, getting good wins at Boston College and Florida State, but those teams are trash. You know, it, it's only hard because they were on the road. They should have won those games. Uh, I'm going Syri- oh, I'm going NC State in this matchup here. Um, I like, I, I like what they have. You know, p- p- what they've brought to the table so far in the ACC. Um. Another game here uh, that seems uh, like it could be real. So the last two games here, actually. Uh, Big 12 action. Uh, Kansas State at Oklahoma. Again, Kansas State, number 12 in the country. Only minus one on the road at, at Oklahoma, who's 12 and 13. Uh, if that tells you anything, it screams to take Oklahoma at home. I mean, I personally am not because Oklahoma is screwed to it screwed me too many times here, but losing four in a row, why are they even money at home against a really good Kansas State team? Uh, as I said, it's hard to win on the road, you know, in these in these venues. Um, so I'm taking the Sooners in this matchup if you had to take one. Uh, like I said, my only play tonight is, is Wisconsin Badgers money line at home against Michigan. Uh, no parlays for me tonight. Um, I think I might do a Johnny Yard games. Uh, $5 holla, free bet, um, which he's not come out with yet, so I can't give it to you on the podcast. Um, but we're taking – but Wisconsin's my only play, so take these with a grain of salt here. Um, so o- Oklahoma at home against Kansas State. And then you have Kansas at Oklahoma State. This might be the sweatiest game I've ever seen. Uh, Oklahoma State, currently probably the hottest team in the Big 12, um, have won their last like six or seven games. Um, Kansas winning their last two, looking really good against Texas and Oklahoma. Um, but struggling away this year, um, where Oklahoma State does not struggle with. That's probably the hardest place to play is Oklahoma State. Um, which is why if you're asking me honestly where I'm leaning, uh, it would be towards Oklahoma State. Um, but as I said, total toss-up game. Like, I get, you know, this is a classic game where you're like, oh, rock chalk, man. They're not going to lose this one. Only minus one and a half. Great value. And then you're just like, wow, never betting against Oklahoma State. And, I, and I've said that like three times. I've never betting against Oklahoma State, especially at home. So we're not touching this game. I would lean, I, I would lean Oklahoma State at home plus the points. Uh, maybe even the money line if you're feeling frisky. Um, but this is a barn burner. I'd stay away from most of these games tonight, uh, you know, except for my Badgers bet. Um, so Badgers play of the night. Minus 120 money line. Uh, every other pick I've given you, uh, say a prayer because this is the sweatiest slate I've ever seen. Yeah, 
It is now time for my favorite segment on the Riddle Me That podcast, the Fickner Cup Fantasy League of Champions. It's so sad because this is the last time I'm going to be able to say that for this year's league. Uh, This is now the third year, third year uh, that RMT has uh, been a part of the Fickner uh, League uh, podcast. Uh, We started it with a vision, uh, just get the ball rolling, Uh, a vision of... You know, a league where everyone knows who the best is. Uh, there's no other reason around doing it. Um, it's to track our stats, to track who's involved, who's doing what, right? This is why we play the game. Uh, you know, there's other leagues out there um, that think they have what it takes. Um, and you guys are, already know who you are. Uh, the Jarrett Rossianos of the world. Um, if... If, if that guy swipes up on my Snap story one more time and talks about how lucky Northwestern is, uh, think about what you're doing here. You are literally, you know, saying the refs are helping Northwestern. Uh, he's twice now uh, hopped up on my story, you know, to, you know, ruin the joy that us and the other Cats fans have, you know, you know carried throughout this generation. Um, so Jared can take a seat. Uh, Seth Dvorak, love that man. Do love me some Seth Dvorak. Can't really say much about Seth. Um, intern with that guy, PBR. Uh, good man, getting engaged. Um, so, you know, Chris Kloss, as much shade as I throw to him, uh, is totally fake shade. That man's a fucking legend. Um, I blame, I blame Vince Gaudio, Chris, for my, uh, um, for my, uh, you know, anecdotes you know, poised towards you. If anything, I'm just jealous. Like, how do I get as jacked as Chris Kloss? I don't know. I need to, you know, you see someone that's like worked out and you're like, wow, I have not worked out in forever long. And I teach tennis for a living. Right. And that still doesn't necessarily help, uh, you know, staying in shape. So, you know, bless those people that get to hit the gym and, you know, or not get to that choose to hit the gym uh, and do it well, because uh, you're on to something. Um, but back to the league here, uh, enough about working out. I mean, the league is about, it's like, do I, is it, is it chow? Is it bong? Is it jerk? I'll just say it. It's open. It's out there now. Everybody knows, right? Which one comes first. Um, and frankly, I don't know. Um, and if you're listening to this and you're like, what is he talking about? Why is he talking about, uh, the things I just listed? Well, you're not part of the league, so you don't understand um, the commentary that goes with the league. That's why you – it's like, you know, it's like a fucking cult, right? You're in a league. You have Morse code. You know what – you know, the people that, that that hear what I just said and get it, right, you know you, you that you're onto something. You know that, R, that you and RMT have something uh, special. Um, before I get into, you know, the last week's results here – um, with the championship, I really, you know, I don't even know if I can like, like I'm getting onto the fantasy app now and I doesn't do the thing where like the league just like disappears. Let's see how easy it is to get into this here. I'm just going to it now, you know, RMT can always just, just ramble, which we love. Um, but at the same time, we do want to be accurate here. Um, we don't want to be held for, you know, contempt, um, Oh, there's the revenge tours. Oh, yes. Here we go. Uh, the final standings. It's all here. God, it's like a fucking buck. It's so... Nothing gets me... Nothing gets me going more than looking at league results. God, it's almost like I didn't want to do my last podcast because I was so sad that the league was ending. Um, that's how dedicated uh, we are to this league. Uh, but I do want to say that uh, Liam McFarlane, big part of this league... Uh, He's on, you know, he's part owner with the Minneapolis, with the Minneapolis Mike Caputos. Um, so, you know, props to Liam uh, being a part of his organization and also being a part of his league. I mean, there's no, there, there's no one more active in the group chat than Liam. Um, and even when he's, even when he's, you know, just coming in there and talking about defensive touchdowns, which actually did hit. So if you do, if you do a defensive touchdown in the Super Bowl, uh, you're cashing. So he is on to something. Um, but even just, what was it the other day that he came in with in our group chat? It just made no sense. I've been, it's so sad that I have to like, that 
usually the Fickley group chat's just at the top. Um, but it's sad that I even have to search it because we haven't been talking as a, as much. Oh, Wheeler Walker Jr. <laughs> uh, with the song Drop Em Out. Uh, so just look that up on Spotify. That'll get you going. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not even going to say the other two. I, I, I <laughs> the titles. But this man, like, technically, yeah, I know he's part owner, but, you know, really not making a lot of the managerial decisions. Um He's the most active in the group chat. He he he's like the secret force that keeps this group alive. Uh, but he's he's been trying to come on to the show. I would have had him on today, honestly. Um, but it was kind of a spur of the moment show. So now that I've got it up and running again, uh, he'll definitely be a guest because he wants to come on and just talk league, uh, and then just you know ramble about his his doings in Montana, I guess, because that's where he resides. Um, so shout out Liam. Um, you know, this is a perfect time to recognize. Uh, Mr. McFarland, been a part of this, you know, you know, not afraid to speak his mind on, you know, what we should do for punishments or what he thinks should be done this league. And even if he knows he has zero say, you know, that's why we love him. You know, he, when he's in town, he'll say he's in town. So you have no excuse if you're not, you know, if, if, if you don't link up, right. He, he said he was here. He, he offers up his garage. Um, so, you know, what a man, what, what a legend, uh, Mr. McFarland. Uh, but to the results here. To the results, I'm sorry for making you wait like this, um, but our our champion of this year's Fickner League, Mr. Minneapolis Mike Caputo's going back-to-back, um, solidifying, you know how Patrick Mahomes solidified his status? Um, I think with, you know, being that, I think that's, is that, I don't want to mess this up now, I really don't. Um, is that your – this is his, either his third or his fourth ship. I think it's his third. I think it's because he's gone back-to-back and he's won one other time, I believe. But I could be wrong. This could be his fourth. But regardless, I feel like third or fourth ship. If, if it's your fourth, that's ridiculous. Um, but if it's your third, well-deserved um, from a man that finished 6-8 and eight in the regular season. What did I say, people? It does not matter what your record is at the end of the year. It, it matters where – uh, you you finish in the playoffs. Um, all you need to do is get in. Uh, and Nato all year, uh, you know, had a team that was hit or miss. You know, as I said each week, he is a streaky team. And I think he lived up to that. I think I did a good job uh, on analyzing Nato's team. You know, he's kind of boomer bust, uh, but he has so much swagger. Like Alvin Kamara, who, you know, was a bust this year for the most part, but he still had swagger. Saquon. Uh, Keenan Allen, who was huge on the stretch. March, Mark Andrews, uh, Beast. Kenneth Walker, great pick there. Um, so, you know, and, and, and you hear that team, and you're like, you know, Josh Allen, uh, you know, obviously leading the troops. You know, not the best team ever, but consistent. And they, and they produce when, you know, when it matters most. Um, so, you know, it's nice when you see, like, Caputo's win. You know, getting that last bit of Caputo bias those last couple weeks in the pub might have just been what Nato needed um, for his squad. But, you know, when the Caputos win, you know, it feels good because it's like someone that's been there and done that. Like, someone that puts in the work each year always has a chance. Good man. Uh, you know, stays humble. You know, talks shit when it's appropriate. Stands up for his boys when it's appropriate. Um, so... Congrats to Nick Fernando. Defeating, so let's get into the, the drama here. So we have the stats here. Nato getting it done again for his third or fourth ship. I'm sorry, just don't, you know, you haven't even grabbed the trophy from our house, so I don't feel too bad not knowing, you know, how many ships you have. But the fact that I can't even remember, right, it's a good sign that you're doing something right. Um, so, you know, he's kind of like the Patty Mahomes of, of our generation in fantasy. I mean, Patty Mahomes solidifying his dignity on Sunday Nato doing that this year, I think, you know, as the current GOAT of the league, right? You know, if there was to be a GOAT of this league, it is Minneapolis Mike Caputo's. He needed that ship bad. Um, you know, it's it's just like it's so funny because when you go to the ship and lose, right, you're probably the only one that remembers that you were there because no one, everyone only remembers, you know, the winner for the most part. Um, so going to the other side here, Mr. Ethan Holman, 
Tia's Tiny Tatas. Right? I'm just going to leave that there. The name stands for itself. The fact that they played each other in the finals makes sense. Right? This was Holman's year. So let me give Holman a brief shout-out here. He, you know, he, he, he deserves some, some recognition on the pod. Before we get into you know, the juicy stuff, right? Holman never winning in this league. But, you know, he has his argument of, which is what he goes to, you know, because in fantasy, right, no one gives a fuck about other people's teams but your own. I mean, you can root for teams, but ultimately you have your own league, you know, your own team to worry about. Um, you, you, you obviously have your biases. Um, but uh, the Tatas, uh, you know, have never also... Uh, a freak so he's never lost the you know the freak ball um and up until last year he's always made the playoffs uh despite most of the time being in gross fashion like you know being 0-4 rattling off four straight you know winning his last two to make the playoffs or something like that right but it, it doesn't matter how you get there you're you're there you're there no questions asked um you know people like to you know people like to look at the on the points, forced points allowed, which is fair. But sometimes good teams have a lot of points forced, but a lot of points allowed. And some teams have less points forced, less points allowed. It's all about matchups. It's fantasy. It's the gods. They do their thing. You can't always use that as a dignifier. So however Holman got to the playoffs, he did. And to be fair, not being a freak, most people have had their turn of being a freak in this league. Uh, a, a couple haven't. Uh, I had my one year as a freak. I've also been to the Freak Bowl twice, right? So we could have been a freak another time. But I've had a freak. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this. I'll be a freak any day of the year if that means that I get to win a ship, uh, which I've won two of those. Uh, been to a, another final as well. Lost in the semis this year to the champ. So I'll take good stats in the playoffs if that means I have to be a freak for a year or two. Right, so I will say to the Holman's argument, it's good they've never been a freak. But at, at the end of the day, your hardware trim, you, you, your hardware, a cabinet is empty, and that's not to be a burn. That's just the fact, right? And so this year was Holman's year, right? He drafted the best team by far. Um, you know, getting Cooper Cup when he did was criminal uh, for the league, um, but he did what he had to do. He took what was on the board. Um, but injuries here, right? I mean, you got to give the man some credit here. He had to start fucking Teddy Bridge in the final, right? Jalen Hurts out, hurt. Derrick Henry out, hurt, right? Uh, he already had uh, uh, the rookie on the Jets. Who am I, who am I blanking on here? Um why, why can't I think of it? It's been three weeks in the NFL, uh, and I can't remember the fucker's name. Um, but the guy in the Jets, the rookie, I'll, I'll think of it later. Uh, Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Let's go. Brees Hall. Thought, thought of that on my own. No, no internet necessary. Brees Hall going down. Uh, really hurt. That was a huge you know, step one. And then Cooper Cup going down. So if you think about it, right, his team should have been, which, you know what? Injuries happen, so I'm not giving him you know, a bailout. But they have your full roster be dismantled of to not play in the finals of Jalen Hurts, Derrick Henry, Brees Hall, Cooper Cobb. I mean, that is criminal. Um, so you had to roll with Teddy Bridge, James Conner, Terry Algier, Pittman, Deontay Johnson, Goddard, Zach Moss falls. I mean, I don't know. I, I must have just been looking at this, but that might be historically the worst, you know, starts I've ever seen for a team to make the championship, especially in this caliber of, how good we are as a league. You're like, how is this fucker in the playoffs? But you know what? He grinded it out. He had all those injuries, and he still made it to the final. So you got to give that man his credit where his credit is due. But let's go into why it's hard to give that man his credit. Right? You know, he, Holman, you know, sometimes, not always, and we all do it. Right? This is the classic fantasy slash gambler. You know, the counting the chickens before they hatch. Uh, I feel like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure what went down and, you know, he'll have, you know, I wish he was just on the pod. He, he, he could give his take here. Um, but, 
you know, the second round of the playoffs, um, it looked like he was going to lose to the Legals, right? Klein hands. Um, it came down to Gerald Everett against Nick Foles. I mean, oh my God, starting Nick Foles in a semi, giving him negative 0.28. So Klein hands decides during that week to get everyone in on it, you know, or, you know, he, he at least puts in the group chat, uh, hey, you know, take everyone take quarterbacks off the board so Holman can't get one because Jalen Hurts was out, right? So he needed a quarterback. It's tough when you're down to, you know, when you have fewer dollars, right? So everyone starts bidding on quarterbacks, and Holman's then stuck to pretty much take Nick Foles, even though there were other quarterbacks available that he could have taken, which, you know, if he would have, it would have been an easy, you know, win for him at the end. But he does choose Nick Foles. Uh, I, you know, there's some other stuff that happened in between. You know, personally, you know, Holman was furious that Kleinhands, you know, was te- was colluding. So is is what Kleinhands did colluding? Maybe, right? But it's not illegal, right? So it's just kind of a douche move. Which you know what, Klein was willing to play that card in that time. He's in the semifinals. Lot a lot of dollars on the line. You can't blame the man for trying to do that. W- would I have done it? Probably not the way Klein Hands did it, right? I probably, if I would have colluded, I just would have done it myself. You know, so I think where, where Holman's good point is, is if you're posting in the group chat, hey, take quarterbacks, and, 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 and other people that are already out of the playoffs are doing that, I do feel like that's kind of foul play because it's like that is true, like, collusion. Why is someone that's out of the league, you know, a, you know able to even have access to the board? I mean, why are you even able to even touch the, the waiver wire at that point? Because you have no other purpose, right? I guess it, unless you're playing for like a freak game. But ultimately, I get why Holman was pissed. But at, at the end of the day, it's fucking hilarious, right? Because now you got, you know, I, I think what happened was is Lebo picked up a guy about that action. So Holman all of a sudden got pissed, you know. So now it's basically Kleinhands, Lebo. And then Nato was, and then so Holman started going off on Lebo. Right, tell them to eat dogs, right? And Holman, Holman then, uh, you know, it's like Holman, and then Nato sticks up for Lebo, so it's like Nato, Lebo, and Klein against Holman. So Holman pretty much made himself the villain, um, but at the same time, he had every right to be upset because I do think the play by Klein hands was collusion, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's fantasy. Uh, he still had a chance to pick up another quarterback, I think Holman could have reacted a little bit different. So I think both people were at fault here. Ultimately, it's great not to be in that position and just be able to see it happen and just be able to talk about it on the podcast now is so much better than being part of that, I will say. Uh, but it was Holman that was able to get the win over Kleinhands in the semis. So Holman uh, gets in barely and and gets to play Nato, who then becomes, you know, it's like Nato fighting for, for, for Lebo, uh, and, and the boys, and so it's like, you know, and everyone's on Team Nato definitely to win, I think, that last week. Um, uh, but before that, you know, too, I, I want to give a shout-out to the to the Revenge Tours. Um, getting into the semifinals, uh, a lot of hate for not putting up a lot of points this year. Um, I do agree. I think some of my wins were fraudulent. You know, I would have lost to a lot of teams the weeks where I put up a few points and won, but at, at the end of the day, you know, I was dealing with injuries too, right? I don't think I had brought up that, you know, I'm, you know, Javar, Jamar Chase and Lamar Jackson going down was my, you know, Javar and Lamar, Javar and Lamar. I mean, they were my squad. Um, so I am proud of the tours for fighting and making it to the semis. Uh, and ultimately not having Lamar Jackson, you know, getting Jamar Chase back, but, you know, getting nine points in the semis, like he was not 100%. Yeah, you know, he, of course, went off the next four weeks when, you know, he was obviously the, 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 at, after he got hurt, the Bengals were just warming him up, you know, to play in the playoffs, which makes total sense. So not a good fantasy player down the stretch. Um, but Waddle giving me everything he had in that last week, 22 for me. Dak giving me 27 when I needed it. Uh, ETN, kind of a, a disappointment for me. He got really hot. And, of course, when I started playing him, he was being a bum-ass. Um, Pollard was amazing for me. Uh, Pacheco, I love that pickup. But, of course, McKinnon getting his McKinnon touches at the end of the season like he did. So a lot of things at the end, not working out for the tours. But we love the fight we had, um, finishing, you know, as the number one seed. 
overall regular season champion. We take those. Um, it will not be forgotten. And ultimately getting the third place. Um, so I want to get into the, the, the last week here with the whole DeMar Hamlin situation. Um, you know, him going down and having that game being postponed, right? We're like, you know, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to determine who's going to win? So what happened was, right, it turned out that Holman, you know, after a stack correction for Josh Allen, Holman won the league by, like, the slimmest of margins, right? So Holman, I didn't even get into this. This is unbelievable. Sorry, Holman, we're going to go back to you here. Holman, you know, somehow gets the win because, and there was no way he was going to win. He had Tyler Bass versus uh, Josh Allen here. Uh, Josh Allen was not going to get outscored by, by Tyler Bass. It wasn't going to happen. But according to the stat correction, you know, it was Bass in a couple points. Holman was the winner. Um, you know, it was a weird thing that happened too. So that, and it just popped up. So like Nato was going to win. Uh, well, and so first of all, they agreed to split the pop beforehand. So kind of anticlimactic. Don't know if I love that move. I mean, I mean, you'll take it, but at the end of the day, you want to go for the big, you know, the big slam down, um, cash prize. But so the game gets postponed. Holman ends up. So before that, though, the stack rush happens. So Holman thinks he wins, uh, gets the cup from my room, takes a chug out of the Fickner cup, posts a video, you know, in in the group chat, and literally five minutes later, the game officially gets, like, postponed and all the stats officially go away, and the Caputos get the win 73.8 to 73.54. I mean, you can't make this up. Um, which Nato deserved that championship. I kind of felt bad for Nato because we all knew he won, but according to the stats, Holman won. And to be fair, Holman, I know you would have taken that championship, but I think it'd be sweeter if you won it the right way for your first time because that would have been a fraud ship. I mean, I guess we, 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 we'd we have to sit here and call you champ, which would kind of suck because Nato deserved that shit. And I'll, and I, and I'll say that here. Hol, Holman's one of my, you know, day one fucking boys and I even you know I have to I, just to be fair I think Nato deserved that and the way you would have won with how DeMar Hamlin went I don't think that would have been the way the gods wanted so I'm happy the game got postponed and the person that deserved to win won that but as I said Holman got boned all year with injuries um so as I said he would have taken that shit and he doesn't give a fuck what the podcast says because a championship a championship uh, but Nato getting the win like he did definitely deserved that so a lot of drama on those last, I, I think that's why it was hard to do this last episode. There was so much that happened. I wanted to make sure I was was able to analyze the results. So after a couple months underground, you know, getting the facts together, or as best as I can, um, we love the storylines going into next year, though. Uh, right. So, oh, and before I did, uh, congrats to the Legals. Really class act by by the Legals in the third place game. Um, you know, the tours did get the you know, the win, and, but before the game was even postponed, he was just like, hey, you know, shit happens, you can take the money for third place, um, so I do appreciate, that's a really class act by the legals, you know, he's just like, hey, you know, shit happens, we're boys, I don't give a fuck, I, I love that, and so it made things easier, because I don't really, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll take it, but at, 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 at the end of the day, I would have been fine totally splitting it, or, do, you know, making it somehow a fair way or waiting until the game actually was postponed. But once it was actually postponed, there's really nothing that you could do. Um, so the tours will take it, um, getting that third place. Uh, we'll take a third place uh, trophy um, for sure or getting the money back for next leagues. I mean, we already have the money back for the league next year. So we're ready to go. We're ready to fight back. Um, the tours aren't going anywhere. Um, but... I want to say I'm excited for the next year's storylines. I feel like Lebo and Holman now, right? Uh, we're actually we're supposed to hang out Friday, a little reunion for the squad. We're, we're partying somewhere. I, I don't know where yet. Uh, Lebo says he's going. Holman says he's going. Would love to see the interaction between them um, with a couple drinks flown. I think I mean, it's going to be fine. They're boys. But I want to see when, you know, I want to – because they're, they definitely, you know – 
haven't really spoken probably since they were talking. Because Holman was talking mad shit to Levo, and Levo was like, get the fuck out of here. So I would love to see, I'd love to see what their storylines are for next year. I feel like Holman, Levo, definitely um, a rivalry starting for next year. Uh, I, I think Holman definitely just solidified himself as the villain, which he's fine with too. So Holman's ready for next year too. Um, so I, I think the way this league, uh, finished out cough daddy shout sh- shout out cough daddy, uh, did his best this year, uh, with the name change to the bums, uh, starting off, you know, and this is just my, my, my bum bias. Got to give it out. Um, starting the league going three came all the way back, almost was seated, right? He had a chance if things worked out the last week to be like a one or two seed. So Coughlin was right there. Um, r- really w- would have loved to see the Holman-Coughlin matchup in the semis. Um, but ultimately, Coughlin couldn't get it done against uh, uh, Kleinhands in the first round uh, of this year's tournament. So a lot of storylines that could have been – I would have loved to see game three against Holman and Coughlin. It would have been – in the semis, oh, man, that would have been great. Um, but we didn't get it. Um, so – but, hey – this is sad. Like this is this is the last Fickner Cup pod of this year. Um, Want to give another shout out to Postuovic, uh making his rebuttal podcast this year. Um, you know, even though it was a short thing, you know, three or four week stunt stint. You know, you were trying your best to get to get involved, and and we love that. Having a couple of different segments for a fantasy show just shows like, hey. S- someone's rebuttaling the rebuttal. I mean, people, we're not afraid to get our thoughts out here. Uh, and I sometimes feel like the best way to do it is on your own platform because sometimes in a group in a group chat, things get thrown out of proportion. Hearing someone actually talk about it, 10 times better. Um, so c- congrats on the league to making it to another year. Um, and you know what? Saving the best for last year, haven't even got into who is the freak this year. I almost forgot. Almost forgot. Who even who even is the freak? I don't even know if I remember who's the freak. That's right. About that. Wait. I want to make sure I get this right here. Let's go. I think it's about that action. I think that's what Homer was telling me to do. I literally, it's so funny. Two months have gone by and I've totally forgot like like who I mean, I don't know how I could forget something like the freak. Um, I'm trying to get back to, like, this year's playoff rounds here. Um, let's see here. Let's, uh, let's go to round one here. Oh, yeah, it, it was Kuhn. It was Kuhn against Lebo. And then Kuhn taking out Lebo uh, to not be the freak. Lebo is the freak. Wow, about the action. So we're going to see the freak this weekend. Um. You know, it's it's one of those things that, you, that like you're not trying to be an asshole, but you kind of have to be because you can't let someone off the hook and act like you don't remember. I mean, they're the freak; they know it. They're trying to get better. We we love we love that storyline. We're we and we love about that action. So you know, I can't wait to hear his thoughts. Might have to get about. I might have to get about that action. Holman and Liam all on the same pod, uh, and Nato uh, because. Um, you know, as Fick champion, would love to hear what his thoughts were going into that last matchup versus Holman. Lot, lot of potential Fick reunion podcast coming up. So I, I love the idea of this. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. Um, as I said, we're partying this weekend. So if you see Fick partying, uh, you know it's us. Uh, let's fucking go. Been a great season, boys. Twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three in the books. Looking forward to next season. Everybody be mocking commissioner. Uh, uh, you know, now that we're, I mean, I can't even say goodbye, but now that we're giving everyone shout outs, um, the commissioner, um, and Nasser, uh, another shout out commissioner. We gave a hard time to all season, um, well-deserved. Um, we'll see if he's the commissioner next year. That's another storyline. I forgot. I'm trying to get all these storylines out. The commissioner for next year is up for debate. We'll see what, what the league decides. Nasser, another underdog story this year. Ate those dogs in record time um, as being the freak last year. Came back with vengeance this year. Uh, ultimately, didn't end up where you wanted to be. Uh, coming up short um, in the first round of the playoffs. But starting off just like Bums did, one and four. 
coming all the way back to almost being seeded. Unbelievable run by some teams that in in this year's uh, Figner League. So love you all. Uh, looking forward to next season. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, feels good to be back. Uh, it's been a little bit. Um, we're actually going to be trying to get G-Force on the next podcast. Um, she's been interested in getting on the pod. Um, so hopefully by next week, uh, we'll get G-Force on, uh, get her t- t- two cents on what's going on with the crappy Bulls uh, this season. Um, but love to be back on the pod. Felt good to take a break. We're back. We'll be back on Tuesday, same time, same place. Love you all. Enjoy the rest of your week. Real Daddy's out.